0: Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A Marketing Intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey.
1: Enjoy. Today on the Back Pocket Podcast, let's welcome Jordy Lundell. How you doing today? I'm doing
2: great, boys. Thanks for having me. Hey, dude, that is a really nice hat. You know what? I just got it from a couple... Sweet-ass dudes. couple of average dudes. Average dudes. Mm-hmm. Gave it to an average guy. Love it. Look,
0: and that's... We operate an average, and that's just who
2: we are, you know? I and, don't know how else to say
1: it. And the best part, I think, of your whole get-up right now
2: is you showing up in Star Wars attire. Absolutely. I was... It was either a uh, back pocket tee or Star Wars. Love it. I went Star Wars. You were I, You were the first ever purchaser of a back pocket tee? Mm-hmm. I was. Those things are vintage now. I remember I ordered it, and I... Got the order confirmation. It said, order number 00001. Mm-hmm. Your order's confirmed. I was like, sweet. That was the first one. First one. Let's go. I, I hand-delivered that. You did, I, I yes. drove to your
1: apartment, and I asked like the people at the front counter, like, where's Jordan Rundell? I remember you saying that, yes. And I walked it straight to your door, and I put it yes, right in front. It's yeah. right. <laughs> and then Deck had a little handwritten note inside it. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Love it. Good stuff. Love it.
1: Well, Jordy, uh, we know a ton about you through St. Thomas football and and growing up in that program together. Our marketing interns don't necessarily know you, so if you could give a brief
2: background about yourself, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Um, Grew up in Cannon Falls. You know, 50% of the people I tell (laughs) know where that's at. They either say, have no idea, or yeah, I've driven through it. It's halfway between here and Rochester. Mm. Um, Grew up in Cannon, went to the University of St. Thomas, finance major, probably never going to use that anymore. (laughs) Um, we'll get into that later, but I played football with you boys was blessed with a, a fifth year Mm -hmm. after a knee injury. And here we are.
0: Yeah, dude. That's nice. Short and simple. So why, why no finance, dude? You gotta be doing it. Okay. What about tax season, dude? Yeah. No, come on.
2: I shouldn't say no finance. Um, but, uh, it was one of those things where I was kind of forced to pick a major. I mean, we, you, 50% of the people you talk to in college are like, yeah. I got to the point where I had to pick a major. Mm-hmm. And, and you like, knew oh. you are in the business department. And I like yeah. I like the stock market. I think it's freaking awesome. My grandma loves the stock market. Um, so I was like, yeah, I could do stuff with the stock market. So I was like, I'll major in finance. I'll become a financial advisor. Help people pick stocks. And uh, and you did that. I did. And I had a great internship two summers intern at the same company. Where at? North Star Resource Group. Okay. Garrett Kalau, St. Thomas alum. Yep. Works there currently. Hey, I met him. Shout out Garrett. Great man. Shout out Garrett. Um, Is he still there? He is. Okay. Yep, still there. Uh, Interned there two summers, and I was like, they offered me a job, and I was like, sweet, I have this job lined up. Now I can focus on football, school, and like enjoying this last year of college. And didn't really take time to, I guess, figure out what I really wanted to do with my life. And got done with, you know, school and football, and I was like, all right, here we go. Gonna, you know, dive right into this financial advising business. I knew it was tough. I knew it'd be hard. I you like, spent you
1: spent two summers doing it. Two right? summers doing it, it mm-hmm. was,
2: the summers was more, you know, helping advisors. Like I wasn't I wasn't there with them for their thirteen hour days. I was there part time, so I was just hanging out with them. I was like, this is great. Like I can just help them market themselves. That's what I was doing. I was marketing for them, mm-hmm. and I was like, I love this. Like I could see myself doing this. And then I got full on into it, and I was like, holy crap, this is really tough. And it's like I'm not I'm not just marketing all day. I'm like have to go do seminars and you know go out and meet people and i'm an introverted guy like i that's not where i thrive I'm not like j man joey puck yep i'm not an extrovert he thrives exactly oh this is dojo dude that's I know. What, literally <laughs> what he said yep but uh so i was is was, got to a point i was about three months into that job making little dollars um and i was it was masters friday and i was sitting at my desk i was watching tiger and i was sitting there i was like oh my gosh like what am i doing staring at my computer screen I think I was staring at my screen just a blank screen with tiger in my little phone for like three hours I'm like what am I doing and like at that point you know I I have anxiety I'm an anxious guy and it just had gotten worse over those last three months I was like I gotta go do something so I and within 20 minutes I scheduled an appointment to go to the doctor went to the doctor and I was like hey it's my job it's giving me like incredible anxiety and he's like yeah just you know, you got to figure out and do what you love. I was like, all right. Like, went home, talked to my dad, and it poured my heart out. And <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Dad, like, I, I can't do this anymore. It's not what I like to do. And he was like, I was expecting this backlash. Like, you know what? You're you already committed to it. You, you know, you have a finance major. Like, what are you going to do? And he was totally open with it and was like, yeah, I do what you like to do. I was like, that's freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, the most inspirational thing a, a exactly. parent
2: could say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I and then... You know, came the hard part where I had to go into work and, you know, tell them it's not what I want to do. I wasn't enjoying it. And that's the main thing with work. You got to do something you like to do and then it's not work. Mm -hmm. So. Quit that job and never quit anything in my life. And that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And it was just it was excruciating. At
1: at that point, were you looking for other
2: jobs or were you just you cut ties with North North Star? Yeah. So it was I cut ties. And. Looking back honestly think that's the only way with that career that's kind of the, if i would just stick with it and it's like you're putting in time and effort and you're you know you're putting in time and effort to something that you're not going to have so it's like i'd be putting in time and effort to gain these clients but then i just leave them out to dry like i'm sorry i'm gone like you're left by yourself they'll put you with another advisor but i won't be there Mm -hmm. so it was one of those things was like i just i can't do it the you know the stress on myself was so bad i was like Got leave. And then I was looking for jobs. And I always, ever since I was little, I always liked, you know, creating stuff, whether it was, you know, movies, taking pictures. Um, and that kind of got me the idea. And you guys, we, I had a meeting with you, AI, mm-hmm. me and Garrett. And we, uh, we talked about the whole content aspect of what I thought would, you know, how it would help us in financial advising. And I was like, in that meeting, I was like, I just want to help people make content. <laughs> Like that's all I want to do. I don't want to, you know do all the other side stuff that comes you know with financial advising. It's not what I actually enjoy doing. So I was like, "Why not try to do that every day for the rest of my life?" And so that got me into like looking for marketing jobs, video production. Um, I've always loved being around cameras. I made these videos when I was little. You know, my canon buddies will love this, but I had this stupid little flip phone, and we made a, a Sasquatch movie. No way! What my buddy Brock, he we put brown marker on his chest. He wore this, this giant like it was it was like a Moses wig, or like a Jesus wig, but mm-hmm. it was huge and with a beard. And we made these ska- Sasquatch movies. It was like a three episode series.
0: No shit! It How was, long were they?
2: Oh, they were probably two minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. But they it.
2: but they were amazing. It went from discovering Sasquatch and then we do something with Sasquatch and then we end up. Shooting Sasquatch with a bow and arrow. No way. It was, Sasquatch it was, died. But it was one of those things. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like the director making these movies and it was always, it had to be one take because you can't, it was a flip phone. You can't edit on that. Mm-hmm. But then we went to church. It was like later that night and we showed everyone these videos we made. We were so proud of them. But, so, I mean, that's kind of where I saw myself going was, you know, making videos and producing content. And on, uh, real quick though, you yeah. know
0: what's, what's really cool already about the story is like, when you were in your situation of, like, I don't like what I'm doing. I want to find what I love. Mm-hmm. You reverted back to the thing that you were doing when you were like, how old? When you learned that you liked film, making sixth video, sixth grade, something like sixth that. Sixth grade. You went back to the thing that you loved when you were right. in, in sixth grade. Dude, it's
1: like twelve years old, I think, something around and those lines. Bro, like. you're a, you're in your nascency. Yeah. yeah,
2: right. And it it's funny because it's I've always liked doing stuff like that, but it was in my head. It was not what would make me money. Or it's not, mm. it's not the, you know, the norm or the status quo or what people think is cool. It's like that, that, that I was always listening to other people in my head and I just needed to, you know, figure it out and do what I like to do.
0: Well, and, and, and I wouldn't say you were like, you weren't put in a situation that was bad. You were, you right. were just kind of following a path. You weren't putting a, a ton of thought to it. Yeah. Like you honestly said, you were like, yeah, I, I had my job secured so early on and, right. You just kind of s- and spent that year in limbo, I'm right? Just not even really thinking twice about exactly. It. And
2: that was a blessing. I, I mean, you, you're in college and you you think I have a half year left and I have a job secured. That's a blessing. Yeah, for a lot of people, that's awesome. And I was blessed to have that. Like that whole experience isn't bad. Mm-mm. Like I, it taught me so many things, and I'm blessed for that experience. I'm blessed for the company. The company was awesome, but it's just it wasn't for me.
1: Right. And and then you you finally came to that realization where you, you had the confidence in yourself to cut ties right? and you started looking for marketing jobs, Yep. that's a scary position because now you're unemployed oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. and you're out of school. So there's all these bills piling up and you're like, I have to figure out a way. And you are just looking online, just trying to figure yep. out what that next step was. That was
2: one of the most terrifying parts was because I was applying, I applied to probably like 40, 50 marketing gigs. I was just like, I need to get, really? I need to get exposure somehow. I don't care if I'm making 12 bucks an hour. As an intern, like I need something, and so I I applied. wasn't hearing anything back, and if I did hear something back, it was, "We're not going to hire you because you don't have a marketing degree." Yep. And I was like, "Oh, that sucks!" Like,
0: like, ah, shit! Like, what (laughs) am I? Do I
2: have to go back and you know be a financial analyst? Like that started going through my head. I was like, "Well, I don't know. I don't like that." So then it was, I had a couple interviews and went to the final round, and one of them, and then it it came down to me and another candidate, and they called me and like, you know, we really loved you, love what you do. But it came down to who has a marketing degree. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it sucks. But, uh, you know, it all worked out. So it was about a week later. I was looking at, I was on Google. I typed in like social media content creator jobs, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it, I've never heard of this website. It's called Barefoot Student. Okay. Never heard of it. Never it heard like of this, it either. It was like, it, honestly, it looked like kind of like a janky job site. <laughs> it was super weird. It was like really bad web design. And I was like, all yeah, right. we know
0: bad web design. Yeah. If I got my eyes on this, I could tell. Like, I, I, I can know if they use this, you know, the generic Squarespace template that right. we also use, you know? <laughs> right. Except our website's a little better now. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I came across, it was this job posting. It was for VSM real estate. And all it said under it was looking for someone to help out with social media. And that's all it said. I was like, well, might as well apply. Apply, didn't hear anything back. And so I looked up the company. I'm like, wow, they're they look like they know what they're doing they're young guys uh ryan schroeder's ceo and he what's his name ryan schroeder ryan schroeder yep uh, for some
0: reason i've heard of v- VSM. vsm that VS- sounds very
2: right downtown st paul
0: are they uh do they do virtual reality um like tours of real estate property
2: i think they do some okay that's not like their that's not their main thing not their main okay
0: thing. sorry oh. i might be thinking i don't know anyways keep keep going they,
2: I, yeah i don't know but uh So I saw that, applied, didn't hear anything back. And so I emailed Ryan Schroeder and I just said, Hey, applied on barefoot. Saw you looking for someone to help out with social media. You know, I don't have a lot of experience, but I love a shot. You know what I mean? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. And he reached out and he's like, Didn't see it come through barefoot, but, you know, I'd love to have lunch with you. Went and had lunch. You know, he's like, Just shoot me some content, whatever you got. And like, at that time, I had like no videos ready. So I went on, I pulled up. I pulled the Gary V keynote from YouTube and like edited it with the, you know, the time bar and the little graphic and the captions shot that to him. And then I made a, so I've been doing some kind of real estate videos of interior. And so I made like a demo reel of what I do for that. He's like, I absolutely love it. Like come shoot some videos for me this week and we, we can talk about like a, you know, like a job or a contract. And so this whole, this is, this is last week now you're kidding oh my god i'm following him around making videos and it was literally like vlog style it's like the gary v d rock follows him around yep shoots whatever he does and i was following ryan around just being like a little puppy by his side like shooting houses we're gonna do like a a flip process of a house where it's start middle and um shot like a vlog style like i said and then we're doing a i edited up a, a keynote he did and i like Chopped all this up, sent it to him. Showed him this past a couple days ago now, and he said, "Absolutely love it." It's like, "I love what you're doing. Let's let's get you on board Monday. Let's get started." And I was like, "Awesome!" Let's was that this Monday, or was so that this, coming Monday? This coming Monday. Yurk. Oh my god! So this coming Monday. We're breaking be, news. Yeah, breaking news. We're gonna be full go. <laughs>
0: that is so freaking cool.
2: It's one of the. It's. It made me so excited just because I, I've never done this professionally. <laughs> And to be able to, you know, have people say, like, love your work or you're doing great, we want you. It's like that's so cool.
1: It's incredible. Made me feel awesome. Because all that headspace you were putting on the pressure you're putting right. on yourself, you're like, this isn't this this isn't gonna work out. No one's gonna right. no one's gonna believe in me because I don't have all of the tangible things on my resume. Right. But for some reason, Ryan, Ryan Schroeder, is that correct? Ryan Schroeder, Ryan yeah. Schroeder said I'd uh, love to grab lunch. Shoot me yep. some demo or give me some and demo. Yeah. And then he just gave you a chance and you capitalized. That is that's, incredible.
2: And that's what he told me too. This after I showed him the videos, he goes, you know, this full week. Cause I, this past week I thought I already had a job. Like I was like locked up and he told me this whole week. He's like, that was your trial run. He's like, I like, if it didn't work out, then I was going to tell you it wasn't going to work out. But he's like, that was your trial run. And now we like it. You're good to go. Let's get going on Monday. Yes. Dude. i was like, there we go. That's all I needed. Act like you
1: have the job before you have it.
2: That's uh, that's mm-hmm. honestly credit to him for that. You know, gave me that confidence. I was like, all right, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Might as well put my full effort into it. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: That's so
0: smart. And even like that whole industry. Like I always think about that. Like, oh my god. Like who's the guy who falls around Gary Vee? Exactly. Day? Like holy shit. Like there are so many people right. that need that. And I even because Andrew and I are big into like listening to comedy podcasts. Mm-hmm. And that whole group with like Delia yep. and Theo Vaughn and uh, the Tiger Belly podcast and all those guys have like this conglomerate of producers. And what do they do on their off time? They film themselves, but at the same time they just follow those guys around. Exactly. If it's Swartz and if it's Brendan Schaub filming like his three podcasts and Delia just going down to his his stuff. Like, yeah, it is one of the, um, probably one of the most needed jobs right now is oh, like sure. what you're just getting into
2: yeah and that's what gary v preaches to people is if you want to build your personal brand you got to document your everyday activities mm-hmm. and it's he said just tossing content out there people are going to want to people are going to want to watch even if it's something boring like yep. like his uh his garage sailing <laughs> like to a lot of people that's boring but to me that's so interesting how he's flipping mugs from one dollar to 30 bucks yeah like that's awesome
1: it's incredible. And it, that's that's. It's just you have to be so hungry, and then at the same time, the way he captures it and the way he's presenting to people. Oh yeah, pr- pr- provides that little inspiration, like I can do that mm. type thing. And I, I'm blown away always by it, the way he portrays it. Yeah, right? and the
0: and the crazy thing too is like, I think you two were talking about because I remember he had a lunch with you or yep. whatever, and then came and told me about it. And Andrew and I are super like keen on or yeah, big believers, I would say in the fact that the podcast is great and all but it's really a fuel source for social right. media. Yeah. And like obviously we want everybody to listen to this and like this is where it's gold, right? It's mm. just a conversation and like we know how to orchestrate it but like Andrew and I can't put out nine pieces of content every single day on three to four three or four different social media platforms. Do the math. Like that's almost that's over 30 pieces of content. Mm. We can't do that unless we have this podcast, right? right. We're always creating. Right. Whether we know it or not, whether we forget that Maddie C is behind the mic right yep. now or behind the camera recording, like, this is all stuff that can be chopped up right. and put out. And it's crazy. Like, I I talk about this sometimes um, where I go through and listen to all of our podcasts. Every single week we have a process where I go through and I listen to every, every minute and I show notes. And mm-hmm. whenever I hear Jordy just talking about his amazing story you talked about, what, 10 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll tag that and be like, Jordy just talked about this great content. And then Andrew yeah. will produce this podcast, this very podcast. And then he'll go through and look for the great Show content, us. hilarious content, good content. This one made me cry. You know, like <laughs> shit like that. And, yeah. and then that's how we get all of our social media posts. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's
1: how we do it every week. Right. It's crazy. And it's just just gotten a little bit more fine tuned throughout. Yeah. And it's the same model that you are just starting to use is YouTube university. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Gaining your skills on YouTube is so easy and you can get, you can get the basic functions and get advanced in something um, from any type of a technology
2: software field and all sorts of areas. Right, And I feel like a lot of people, they think it ends with YouTube. Like a lot of big names, they'll say, okay, if I put out two videos a week, I'll gain or I'll grow my following. But it's like you were talking about deck. You need to post that pillar content and then chop it up. Toss it to every single social media platform, mm-hmm. which draws people to the YouTube channel or the podcast. It's like that's going to grow your following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just posting on YouTube might grow your following if you're a big name, but posting to social media with that content it's going to grow it so much faster. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: It's the little sound bites. To the, the, and I honestly think there's like a, a photo that Gary V like posted of how, or maybe someone that no, like just got super in depth into Gary V of like the way he goes about delivering his content and yeah. all of it is the funnel to, the, to YouTube. But he has the sound bites on LinkedIn. He has the sound bites on Snapchat and Instagram, and then he has a little bit longer on IGTV. Yeah, and just slowly pushes you up the funnel. And at the top is YouTube, and it's podcasting because it's a lot. Exactly. It's a big commitment to sit down and listen to a podcast. And if you can get someone there, then they're invested
2: in you and in your brand for sure. It's the uh, it's. Yeah, it's the Gary V. I think it's called the content deck or something content model. The but 81 slide 81 content deck slide. that
0: he released on LinkedIn. Yep. I remember I had a couple of people send me that, <laughs> and I was like, look, I don't really need to look at this because I kind of not cockily, but I just like knew right what he was getting at it was exactly. like, hey, you record for an hour and then you chop it up into 300 million pieces, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like the crazy thing about Gary V. is he's so smart, like. He's so competitive, and mm-hmm. so he, like, studies each individual. He takes it one step further, right, and ta- and studies each individual um, social media exactly. platform and uh, analyzes what it, it um, for what it's great at. So on Twitter, he is just, that's his text messages, dude. Gary Vee is yes. out there just tweeting random shit and then interacting with people on there. Right. Getting that in- immediate feedback, that immediate retweet, that immediate comment, and that's how he does, like, giveaways and all for this sure. random stuff. Then you go on LinkedIn. And he's bleeping out his stuff. Yep, He's saying how to grow your business, how to be the best CEO. He's like very, very business Gary Vee on there. And right. like, if you don't know him, if you only know him through LinkedIn, you're like, dude, this guy's a beast. Like exactly. you're going to want to go and look at his content and then realize, oh, Gary Vee's a guy who's going to say the F word 10,000 times, yeah. right? And then Instagram, he's like that new hip guy who's thrifting, and he's doing these IGTV vlog series on IGTV, and like he's, he's posting whole, these everything. cartoons, yep. He's Lil V, Lil, Lil V, v <laughs> Lil V. But you know what
2: I'm saying? Like, yes. you see how he's attacking each platform for what it, it's great at. Exactly. He knows the demographic that you know occupies that platform. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. I mean? Exactly. So and
0: he can do it too. That's oh, the other sure. thing too, where it's like Andrew and I really can't freaking put out that many pieces i would love to see or maybe someone's done it but just see how many pieces of content gary v's putting out on a daily basis i bet like how what's the number dude yeah it's wild holy sh! and what's the process look like right because we're all creators editors here like what is what is his streamlined management tree and right. what is his streamlined process? Like, Does he have like a guy who does copy who then gets the video from the guy who does the captions, right. who then gets gets the video from the guy who does the creative of it yep. and the guy who does the style? And then Gary V sits at the top of that funnel and says, that was really good content right there. DRock, run with it. And then DRock's like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And then pushes it out to a team of like
1: five interns. Yeah. That's wild. So many different avenues. So many. And you're you you found your little niche I did niche and um I'm curious if you've done any research on what the real estate industry could use from this type of model and like right. how how do you see you uh, squeezing into this type of format No, that's a great question mm-hmm.
2: I have done some research and what's becoming big right now that they don't have enough of is the behind the scenes mm-hmm. and a little so, BTS little BTS so kind of like what I mentioned earlier with like so, you can, you know, you flip a house. You can say, a, show a before and after picture of what the flips look like. But having your your community go through the actual process with you, just, you know, f- following around from what it was at the beginning, getting, you know, the real estate agent's thoughts on it, and then going in midway while it's being worked on, getting like the construction guy's thoughts on it. And then the after of what it's like, what the buyers feel like, how the real estate agent feels about it. And then just getting that whole behind-the-scenes feel where, the, you know, the community actually feels like they're part of it. Money.
1: Absolutely. And I'm thinking of, like, uh, House Hunters and all the yes. stuff that's on <laughs> I devolved to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. And they've commercialized it and devalued the personalization of it. Right. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, the only time I've watched it is with you, Matt. You watch HGTV. Like, there's a big audience that there's a whole station on our network that has house development. It's literally dedicated. Yeah. To real estate, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So figuring out, like, how they've commercialized it and make it personal. They
0: it a little bit, right? They get Hollywooded. Some, get some drama in there. Get yeah. some reality TV-esque <laughs> in there. <laughs> I don't know if Karen wants this nice bathroom in here. We might have to remodel to a, a Jack and Jill. You know, you never know. You just never know. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the thrill of HGTV. And, I, and I'll go on this podcast and say it. HGTV is a great
2: network, dude. You know?
0: It, it, it is. Yeah.
2: It's got its value. My girlfriend watches it all the time, and I'll, you know, I'll- Grab my dinner, come sit on the couch, and be like, oh, is TV's on? And then I'll end up sitting there and watch it for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's three hours. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Little to you knew you were taking mental notes of how they're shooting it for sure, and you're taking it to your job exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, people, the big thing is people, like people love before and after, so they love. Say someone's on Facebook and they go looking to buy a house, and then they go three weeks later and like bought a house. Here's my new house. Boom. Here's a picture of it. Oh, great. Mm. Karen bought a house but if you had someone taking you know Karen documenting her whole process of how she went buying that house that's I feel like that's so much greater and people enjoy that so much more mm-hmm.
0: it's way more authentic right. and it connects the dots a little bit more and I would also say like in, in terms of the authenticity there is something that that HDTV kind of lacks right like you yeah. just described it as reality TV and, and right. it's entertaining and it's it's a little bit Hollywood in terms of Oh, are they gonna pick the house, you know, Mm -hmm. that shit. But the way you film it and the way you're documenting this BTS style is you're trying to capture the reality of how it all comes together. And then once you get once you go through that and once you actually accomplish and get that end result of Karen just buying a sweet house. Yeah. Like that whole process is so much more rewarding and exactly people like that now. Which I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know why people like just more authentic and Not like this overly produced stuff. Mm -hmm. But they like it. They
1: love it. They eat it up. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. It's weird. So you're entering in this um, realtor creator space. Yeah. My next question is, are you doing anything to promote yourself filming the
2: content? Not yet. Okay. And have you thought about it? I have. Sweet. A lot. And it's something, once I get, I guess established with more content you got to get and,
0: through week one i think exactly <laughs> got to get through week you had week one. zero yeah.
2: i had week zero week negative yeah. one you know whatever you want to call it but uh, <laughs> I, need, I need to get uh a little bit established and then absolutely it's going to be i need to do i actually talked about with ryan schroeder the ceo and he's like you it's going to be big for you to promote your personal brand as well while i'm promoting his yep and it's huge and it's something that it's exciting for me because that's what i That's, you know, what drew drew me to financial advising was the whole time I'd be promoting my personal brand, Mm -hmm. but it just, you know, it wasn't the way I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so now I get to do this while doing something I enjoy. Absolutely.
1: And I'm envisioning this whole thing. And the reason people are going to come to some of this realtor content is because they want to see you film it. They like how your style is because they've seen... Your brand on other different platforms. You either you promoting yourself or you doing a different realtor job, and now you're working right. for like three different realtor companies, shooting all their footage, and you got a little team under you. Yeah, I mean, I like there's so much realtor um, untapped content out there. Right, and I know there's obviously people doing it, yep. and you can learn from them and mm-hmm. make it your own style. Exactly. And even though it's like just with us, there's so many podcasts out there, but how are we going to sure. fit out there and how are we going to be stand out and I'm, I'm getting so excited because you're seeing it too And you're right. starting to plan for it And it, we have you on before you even started I know It's the same thing that happened with Piff Peterson Yep We had him on in February When he had 2,000 Instagram followers And maybe 10,000 uh, TikTok followers yeah. And Is we that,
0: thought to, to, to clarify, he had like 125,000 TikTok followers. Oh, he's still killing it. Okay, he had got when we first when he
1: first told us about it, he was about 50, and then when we had him on, he was about 125. But that's in February. Yeah. Still, and yeah, and now he's at a million, a million. and he's at like 30,000 Instagram followers. He's, and he's 10x, dude, in three months, wild. and that, that that like that potential is there for everyone. And hopefully, that's something that you see yourself
2: growing in. And exactly, we have you on before it even happens, dude. It's, <laughs> and it's so funny because you texted me. I can't remember what day you texted me and asked me to be on the podcast, but I was like, as soon as you text me, I'm like, wow, that's perfect timing. Like I, like, I guess throughout college and like when you guys started this podcast, I, I would think to myself, like, what would I tell people if I came on the show? Like, what would be my story? Like, what would I have, you know, good to say that could you know, impact someone's life? And then right after you text me, I'm like, wow, there's, I have my story now. Like I'm ready to go. I can share with people and get someone fired up. You know, it's it was perfect timing.
1: That's awesome, and yeah. I thought of you because of how you reached out to me and continued to stay in touch yep. with Declan and I um, through what you're trying to do with your financial stuff, and yeah. you're trying to grow in that field, and you're trying to see how we can help you in that. And I was like, this guy, Jordy, I knew him all through college, hungry on the football field. Now he's trying to do the same thing in his career. I want to talk to him on the podcast because I know he's gonna, I can, he's gonna unleash how hungry he is to grow. And that's who we reach out to Heck that yeah. are our friends that, that have that little fire in their belly to be them and to grow them uh, while helping so many other people. And that's awesome. so I reached out to you a week ago and you responded within five minutes, like, absolutely. I actually just switched to a new job. I'm excited to talk to you about it. And I go, yep. oh, I was just going to talk to him about how he was trying <laughs> to like do well with his financial stuff. And now he's right. switching. This is even better. Exactly. <laughs> Worked out perfect. That's sweet. That's,
0: you know what's crazy, though? Like, how as like technology kind of progresses and um, you know, social media starts to become more prevalent and everything. It's so weird and awesome how like new industries are being created within the bigger industries. For sure. So like real estate is just like, was just one of those things and then tv tv and internet comes around hd tvs that are created in within the real estate industry exactly and now we're talking here sitting here saying there's like this massive void in the real estate industry Mm -hmm. for bts footage to unpack how uh, jen and karen like bought a house right and how like literally that thing that one little thing is an entire industry oh for sure and now we're even going further than that and being like okay you know like that's a great industry that's one thing that's just one thing right that's like that's jordy's that's jordy's thing that's keeping him active that's keeping him you know creative that's keeping him mm-hmm. on the ball having to you know go through this process but now we're even looking in into a world where like andrew said it's 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 now you like you get to have your unique bts you right. you get to have your create creative process and Mm -hmm. dude now people want to follow that right right like how cool is it that that's even a thing yeah
2: and even to go like there's little back pieces to everything so you think about like you mentioned real estate there's an industry now or separate industries within real estate so you take real estate video marketing and then you take based on what what like my personal brand would be doing it'd be showing other people who want to do real estate video marketing, how to do real estate video marketing. And it just keeps on going. So that's part of me building my personal brand is doing almost a behind the scenes of how I do it behind the scenes. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, it's a chain that like almost never stops. It's, it's crazy. Did you watch that Casey Neistat video
1: when he did the, uh, that like $25 million home on the top of, uh, New York yes. building. Yeah. That, that, that was a real estate it was promo back behind the scene video yeah. for that, that one guy and that does house hunters or whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. God damn it. I are just still in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was
2: the same thing. Yeah. He took Casey and showed him. He said, this is going to be what was it? The most expensive like apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. Crazy high up I don't know how many stories it was, but and it was, it wasn't even done yet. And there was just, it was content.
1: It was Casey making it look sweet. And like right when that house goes on the market, it's going to
2: go, I was going to say, and for sure there's going to be another video of maybe Casey going back and seeing what it's like when it's all done. And just like you said, it's going to be gone. Mm hmm in seconds
1: and that that guy that realtor thought of casey to shoot the footage right they're gonna think of jordy to shoot my footage type right. thing
2: yep that's yeah uh, that's the hope and that's the, plan. the hope that's the
1: plan yeah
0: well and, and the other cool thing too is like you don't have to do the the casey nice at 95 million or 25 million dollar house in new york city on right. the top floor like looking at it that way is like oh my god that's a that's a boulder of anxiety just coming right for me right but oh, i have to do that oh but. my god i have to do that and it's like no dude you can find a local exactly. real estate agent do the same thing for them ryan schroeder ryan schroeder yep. right you know what i'm saying like it's it's in your backyard dude it is it's in your backyard all these guests that we have on are we prefer almost 100 percent of the time now that you come into the studio right for the reason that There are so many people around here that we can like unpack their stories, and that's like our market, but for anybody's market, like you can make a killing just by doing that, in within your own like fifteen mile radius. Right, it's insane. It's awesome. Super cool. Hey Andy, are you ever gonna get an ad read right on the first try?
1: You know I think I'm just trying too hard, and I just gotta relax.
0: Andy, serious? Come on, dude. That's who you are. We're talking. Back pocket, and we're talking visionary manufacturing with custom apparel
1: for you. Bingo. Let's just cut to the
0: chase, big boy. Invest in your dreams. Manifest that custom apparel, that custom idea that's been weighing on your mind for months, years, however long, and create with visionary manufacturing. Hit us up today to book a custom order at backpocket@visionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at
1: VisionaryMFG.com. So flip into the back pocket core questions here. Let's do it. You know the drill. You've Let's listened to it. all, and I can't wait to ask more questions with back pocket oriented. Yeah, yeah. But yep. to, to start, it's your average quality, something you do well at times and other times not so well. So, Jordy, what is your average quality?
2: Okay, this is probably a stereotypical answer, but it's got to be cooking, man.
1: Oh, my God. How many podcasts have you listened of, of to back
0: pocket?
2: What's like your ballpark How many ballpark Okay how many do you have I don't even know 100
0: and We're in the 170's I think 180 maybe
2: Jeez I'm at least 100
1: Yeah Damn, that's awesome! That's
2: fucking sick. There's a, <laughs> yeah. And
1: there's a lot of cooking. I mean, I've said cooking many
2: times. I know. And so yeah. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, oh, right, you've um, listened to other people come on here and say cooking. But right? let me explain now. I'm not okay. just going to say right, cooking. Right. Sweet, it. you got it. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> so, I ever interrupted you, dude. No, you're good. It's my fault. Keep interrupting, man. If you don't want to hear the story, <laughs> just interrupt me. No, go, um, go, go. So, i I was at my girlfriend's old apartment, and I had this great idea. I wanted to make this steak in a skillet pan, like butter and rosemary. Whatever it is, it's rosemary, right? The I we, can even, call, we can call it. Oh, it's that. rosemary. It's rosemary. Mm-hmm. Whatever.
0: You have to say it like this: rosemary,
2: rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this great idea. I was going to make this pan-seared steak. I'd never done it before. I saw it on TV. It looked great. And my girlfriend wanted a salmon. I was like, "Oh, sweet! That's super easy. Pan-seared salmon." Looked it up. Knew how to do it. So I made this steak, cooked it up, and I was like, "This looks freaking awesome." Get the salmon. I'm looking at this thing. She's sitting on the couch. I'm like, "I have no idea what I'm doing." And so I see this skin on the salmon. I'm like, oh, there shouldn't be skin there. So I'm like peeling the skin off.
0: Mm.
2: And she comes over. She's like, what are you doing? Like I'm peeling the the skin off the salmon. You you can cook it with that. It stays there. I'm like, okay. So like now there's this half a salmon with half skin. Toss it on the skillet. No idea what I'm doing. Absolutely butcher the salmon while I have this amazing steak. Unreal. But she's got this crappy salmon. Yeah. Next story. (laughs) Christmas time. Me and my girlfriend again. We're at Target. And she came across these these jars with like cookie ingredients. We brought them home and I wanted to make cookies. I was like, let me make them. I was like, I want to do it by myself. <laughs> so we got these little cookie cutouts of snowman and Christmas trees, whatever. Just, you know, super Christmas. Love Christmas. And I'm making these cookies. I'm like, this is going great. Cookie cutter them all. Toss them in the oven. Go back. Check them out. The cookies are no joke, like three inches thick. No way. I'm like what did I just do? I made cake. <laughs> <laughs> and it did not taste good. It no. was terrible. So I mean there's just like I can make a bomb breakfast. Like thanks to my dad. My dad knows how to cook a breakfast.
1: If you can't make breakfast, uh, then man, you're not even a cook. That's true. Right? Yeah. You
2: got it. That's the fundamentals. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Like but when yeah.
1: you when you create
0: like your uh, like you're my player and you're yep. your cook. Yeah. And it's, you 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 know, you're you're trying to figure it out. You're 67 overall rating and the first thing you're whipping out is, like, pancakes. That's right. You know? That's right. It's you, pancakes. Can't, you can't do pancakes. Pancakes, you, know. you toss a couple of eggs, and then you're good. Yeah, You're golden. Yep. And then, like, level two, like, you'll get to, like, a 70 overall. That's just timing between the toast yep. and the <laughs> eggs. And then, like, 74 overall would be, like, putting it together. Exactly. Putting it, making a sandwich, an making
1: egg sandwich. A sandwich. If you could do that. That tastes good. Yeah, that tastes good. With salt and pepper. Yep. Man, so are you trying to uh, expand the repertoire of cooking right now, or are you just going to you know settle it. for
2: average? Right now, I'm settling for average. Okay, like, totally fine with me. I mean, in the future, I mean, I gotta, I'm gonna have to cook for some kids in the future. I yep. mean, I gotta be decent at it.
0: Yeah. Well, well, again, you just said your dad. You you just congratulated your dad on this podcast, which congrats. Yeah. To your, pops, dad.
2: your breakfast is awesome, so. right?
0: Like now, everybody knows that. That's right. And that's all your dad
2: had to do. Yeah. So why can't you just do that? That's right. That's right.
0: You know, don't stress out about that. What is your
1: girlfriend good at cooking?
2: She is. Okay. So very good. good. So I mean, that's what, another reason I'm totally content with being extremely average at cooking right mm-hmm.
1: now you just got to fill the gaps fill the gaps be be a utility guy when yep. she knows that you know you, you got to help out around someplace you have yep. your go-to meals and yeah. you just got to be great exactly. at those
2: i'll stand there and watch i'll hand her the salt and pepper mm-hmm. if she needs it but Ch- chop up the onions chop up yeah. the onions yep well, exactly. yeah again be the utility guy but like
0: honestly when you know we all love christmas we all love thanksgiving we just got to be cognizant of the fact that there could be too many cooks in the kitchen exactly mm-hmm. right so you got to know your space, cooks. right? You don't want to get too confident after you skin some potatoes, right? You don't want to get all in there.
2: And don't skin the salmon. Don't
1: and don't skin, skin the salmon. salmon. Gosh. And be the dishes guy. You can never oh, go wrong sure. with just uh, owning the dishes and always cleaning up because that's a huge process. And if you can just take that off from the cook, yeah, and they appreciate that. It's mm-hmm. huge. So there's ways to be overcome your average qualities. And we've thought of them all now because I was gonna say, yeah. all the people telling us how average they are at cooking. Yeah,
0: I got another idea. Um, Let's make a cookbook and just do it off of everybody's average qualities. And, like, everybody has had these stories of, yes. like, not being good at cooking. So we just <laughs> basic. – I'm going to uh, – we should try to do that. Yeah,
2: that's, that's amazing. <laughs> let's do it. You have yeah. to do it. We'll make a little book. Okay. We'll yep. get back to you. Give, yeah. give us Absolutely. a
1: couple months. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll figure something out mm-hmm. for sure. I love that. So, so cooking's your average quality. You know, yep. you're, you're not great at all times, but sometimes you can cook a good breakfast. Sometimes. Yep. But what's in your back
2: pocket that you carry around as Jordy Lindell to overcome these tough times? Yep. For sure. Um, obviously my family for sure. Like this whole little rough patch, I guess you can call it that. I went through. It was, you know, backed by my family and close friends, and it was obviously they're always there for me whenever I need them. Now, flip gears to something, I guess, more lighthearted would be my Star Wars obsession.
1: Mm-hmm. Whenever. Yeah.
2: So if I, if I come back from a long day, whatever, um, feeling a little down, flip on a Star Wars movie. I'm good to go for three and a half hours enjoying Star Wars. Or if I'm, uh, let's see, if I'm chilling at a bar, some awkward dude sitting next to me trying to have a conversation, just bring up Star Wars. A lot of people know what Star Wars is. I can rattle on for days. I'm an extremely nerdy Star Wars fan. I, that's always in my back pocket whenever I need it.
1: We talked about Star Wars so often. Yeah. Uh, even on, like, on the football field, like when we were just yes. come off the field and we're huffing and puffing, and we just look at each you other like, you going to go watch the Star Wars tonight? Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be great. All right, let's get back in there. What you, what'd you think of the new Star Wars film? <laughs> yeah. It was great, man. I loved it.
2: <laughs> let's go.
1: I love... I mean, those type of... Um, alternative like worlds almost as the scapegoat. We've used it all the time. Mm. And uh Star Wars just always hits home. I don't know why we've like we've vibed off Star Wars for so long. So do we. We we've gone and
0: seen every single like new premiere of a movie together. Yep. And with Game as well. GameL's involved Mm -hmm. with that. Um probably should get you involved as well. What do you think about uh what do you think about the new movies? You know in terms in the scope of the new of like the whole series.
2: The story I like this story, but obviously there's some like plot holes that hopefully, I mean, hopefully they're filled in yeah. with this last episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the 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 cinematography, I guess, and the graphics and the visual effects, it's freaking awesome! It's amazing. Like you can't get much better than that. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's uh, there's so much hate with the the recent Star Wars movies. I think like a lot of people are just super upset. But let them be. Yeah, and good. I I get it. I do too, but it's, it's, they're also really good movies too. So yeah, it's, awesome.
0: it's Star Wars, dude. Like get over it. It's, yep. you have to look at it through like the lens of a, of a kid. Like if I were to go back and, you know, as, as a 23 year old dude, go back and watch all the, the like Phantom Menace and yep. clone wars and all those ones. And like, just try and pick it apart. Cause I mm-hmm. can, like, I wasn't able to pick apart a movie right. when I was in like five years old. Exactly. To, like you just enjoyed it. Cause you're just like. Oh, my it's God. that's so cool. Darth Maul is a double-sided lightsaber? <laughs> you got you got to be kidding me. <laughs> what will you think of next, George? Yeah. Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. But, like, and it, and it was everything. I'm sure you're on the same page with this yeah. with, like, Lego Star Wars, then, like, Lego Literally. Star Wars, the video games, and then I, I just did it all, the whole nine yards. I Dude, just yeah. loved, it was loved Star Wars.
2: It, it go, Kind of going back to kind of the hate with the new Star Wars movies, but Adam Kraft. Said it best, and it made so much sense. He said, "These diehard fans, you know, they come up with these, um, you know, theories and plots in their head, and they just sit on them and wait because they have two years to wait till next movie. Mm. And then when something doesn't happen, they're automatically disappointed. And it's like that's the upside and the downside that comes with being so invested, like in a you know a series or a world. Yep, it's like you you can get so disappointed if what you want to happen or thinks gonna happen doesn't happen.
1: Hey, you don't always get what you want." Well, Adam Craft is really good at writing. Whenever I see his uh, LinkedIn posts, and I just, I always read them, and they're always well written, and I understand exactly what he's getting at, and it's always, like, a great point. I don't always agree with it. I'm like, wow, you articulated your words well. Thank you for that, Adam. Yep.
2: Mm -hmm. And it made so much sense when he told me that. I was like, yep. Good for that, man. Whenever I've been disappointed in Star Wars, it's because what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. Yeah. So, (laughs) Ah.
0: All right but i i I get to the point now where I'm just like excited that we're still watching star wars as That's like exactly twenty three year olds and like we get to just get interested in, right. in 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 a plot line yep like where are they gonna take it from here right and it's it's just fun like it was so it much fun. fun it was so much fun going to that episode seven and yeah, was it the best movie in the world? I don't know. I watched it literally once, and then right. I went to the movies like two years later and watched the next one. Yep. and I haven't watched it since. But I'm, does, does it come to is it come out December? The newest one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the next this upcoming December, I'm gonna go watch that one and be mm-hmm. like, pick up right where I left off.
2: Exactly.
1: It's amazing. Yep. And Jordy, you've challenged yourself. Um, growing in your career and you're taking on this new venture and that's i mean mad kudos and mad props to that we i love how you're challenging yourself right now and here on the back pocket we love challenging ourselves and we would love for you to challenge us to get someone inside your network or someone that you think
2: we should have on the show so funny so i was thinking about this earlier and my first thought was you got to have coach k and then you guys put out a it was a, a story, I think. Yeah. It said, Coach K's doing it live tomorrow. I'm like, oh, there goes my idea. Mm-hmm. But then I, I thought about it again, and I was like, someone I think who'd be good to have is Matt Simon. He's my relative. Coaches at the U of M with P.J. Fleck. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to Northern Illinois, played football, spent some time with the Saints and Drew Brees, won a Super Bowl, and then uh, got released, went through that whole process, and then he coached Rutgers um western michigan and I was at the u
0: so he followed pj fleck from western michigan yep Mm -hmm. and i I think
2: he he has a super cool story and and i'm sure he has some extremely average qualities like we do so
1: oh yeah that was awesome i remember when i was looking to get into um, being um administrative level in Mm -hmm. professional sports yep i talked to coach walsh and he put me in contact with matt simon Simon. he never responded to my emails but I'm yeah, familiar with the guy. And I'm yep. familiar with he, he. He was a coach at Saint Thomas, actually. For, he was. I think, he coached tight ends. Tight ends. He might have done like an internship or something, or he was like a one year guy there. Yep. Um, and then he Rutgers and uh, Western Michigan and U of M. Those are all family. Forget about me. I love you. Oriented exactly. programs. All of them have those pillars on there. Right. He would be it, an awesome
2: guest. Apparently, he brought the whole "forget about me, I love you" thing to Saint Thomas, and I had no clue. Really? Yeah. Those. How long ago was that? It was. So he was. He came and like. 2012, I think. Okay, that see. sounds right. 2012, 2011, something like that.
1: That national championship season, the first one, I right. think they that was like the first time they embodied right. fan, "Forget About Me, I Love You." But I remember
2: I was on a, it was a recruiting lunch, I think, and Coach Crusoe did a, you know, presentation on it, and then he brought up Matt, and I was like, oh, no clue he did that, so I texted Matt, I'm like, hey, I had no idea you brought the whole family thing to St. Thomas. He's like, yeah, he kind of explained how he got that. I don't really remember the whole story, but. Yeah, so I think he'd be great. Got a cool story. He's mm-hmm. been through, you know, some crazy stuff. Um, yeah, totally. He's great story because his his dad passed away too of cancer. Oh, wow. so he's he's been through, you know, ups and downs, and you know, I think he'd be awesome guy to have on here.
1: Challenge accepted for sure. Love that. That's you a get, great
2: you, one. The, I believe uh, in you guys. Thanks. Thank you, man. <laughs>
0: Appreciate that. The uh, one thing that's really cool about the family thing, um. I got introduced like you were talking about how you got introduced to like the whole family mm-hmm. aspect. Would like when you got when you first heard of the of family was it at St. Thomas or had you heard that from other football programs? Before it was from St.
2: Thomas, but it was before I came to St. Thomas. Same, same.
0: yeah. Okay, so um, it must have been right when it got introduced because it, yeah. when uh, I was at Regis back in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, our senior year of high school, uh, there like we have camp week, and then yep. a, there's one night where. We all like there's like just like a big like brotherhood type type thing. And alumni will come back and talk to all the um, the current players about like, hey, this is the best time of your life type thing. And uh, Eric Herringer, who went to St. Thomas, but only played for a year at St. Mm -hmm. Thomas. And he came back and then implemented the family into Regis that same night. Really? And it still is there to this day because when we were seniors he brought it back that time. Yep. And we were like that's the best thing ever. That's like awesome, we yeah. thought it was so cool. That's and so cool. then we took it on and then like I had no idea he went to St. Thomas. I had no idea like that was even a tie. And so we like lived this whole senior year St. Uh, Regis football, high school football, like family, all this all this stuff and then I'm looking to go to college for football and I'm deciding between Villanova northwestern and st thomas and i'm walking on on both northwestern villanova i just Mm -hmm. wanted to go to the school super bad right um and then st thomas came up because uh our like a priest at our church had been in the seminary through there and was like dude they got a killer program like you got to go check it out and i show up and i was like oh i get it now like this is where it all came from and now it's just like that like then it it just kind of like completed the whole cycle it's like, whoa. That's awesome. It was nuts. I thought it was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Wild family story. I, mm-hmm.
1: I I I've embodied it. My parents have embodied it. Like that that little mechanism has helped us become like a bond stronger mm-hmm. than ever. I mean, how many St. Thomas ex football players have we had on this show it's a new, lot. a lot? Can't can't even count all of them. It's probably more than half of our podcasts have had More s- than half, you think?
0: Mm, maybe guests are or just oriented maybe, towards St. Right, Thomas maybe a third, football. A third yeah, there's got it's early on. Early on, it was a lot of St. Yeah. Thomas football people. Yeah, and it, I mean, even to this day, our most downloaded podcasts are typically like St. Thomas people, mm-hmm. St. Mm-hmm. Thomas football people, right. yeah. more specifically, like this Coach K podcast. We haven't recorded it yet, but oh my god, am I just like so excited because every single St. Thomas football player we bring on, they're like, oh my, god. you have to get Coach K, dude, you have to get Coach K, and it's like,
2: hot take, we got to do it. That might be one of the top podcasts you guys do so far. If I think it, it is going to be monumental. <laughs> Coach K is going to I don't know. If, he's going to have some stories, man. Yeah. He well, better. better little, he better not he hold hand. back.
1: Well, that's our job to uh navigate through it and make yeah. sure that we can uh get the fire inside him to release it cuz it's there and we just have to do the job to uh craft it. Yep. And we ignite let, it. we just we just got to poke the bear a little bit. Poke that's really what it comes down right. to.
0: But what's funny
1: though was like I
0: never never like for the longest time I probably we were like more so scared like oh my god okay Coach K that's a big feat you know Yeah. Um, just because we know what the conversation would be mm-hmm. and so at that Twins outing this past year um, I'm like at the bar getting a drink or something I think I was talking to Dan Ferrazzo of all people mm-hmm. and some old guy comes and taps me to the back he's like hey Coach K wants to talk to you I was like well first off Mr. Coach K has never wanted to talk to me In my entire four years Of my career so No he doesn't want to talk to me But I'll turn around and I turn around Coach K is right there like, Whoa, What's up Coach K how you doing Doing great how you doing deck I was like great He goes so heard you were on a podcast <laughs> I was like oh my god Here we go Yeah. yeah. And I was just like yeah we'd we'll love to have you on And like we just talked about It's like I just really want to get in there and articulate my thoughts. Like I've been on podcasts before, I've been on the radio, and it's super fun to like hear myself. And I just feel like I can get better. And I was like, "Would love to have you, man. Like I have your number. I'll reach out to you, no problem." And like we just talked about other stuff after that. But I was just like, "Wow, no way! Here we go. Came to you guys. It Mm -hmm. came to us. That's unreal. It's awesome. It was lit. I love that. So that was exciting Mm times. Tomorrow." Tomorrow, dude. Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty.
2: Is he going to be right here watching? Right where you are sitting. right where you sitting, dude? Oh,
1: it's, it's, I'm so excited.
0: I do want to talk about that though, real quick. A hundred back pocket podcasts. You're in elite class of a marketing intern. You realize right. that, right? Like you are probably the only. Maybe there's a couple. Maybe Coach Hughes. Coach U's B. U's B would be Coach the only guy that would rival you. I th- I don't know. I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But well, thank yeah. you. First off, well, that's absolutely. amazing, dude. That's it's, super cool.
2: It's more of a, I guess, testament to you guys. It's like, I love just hearing people's stories and it, as average as they can be. And it's like, I have a you know, I don't have an amazing story, like, but to get people to come here and just, you know, talk, it's awesome. You don't get to really do that anywhere else. Exactly. So I, I love to hear that stuff.
1: Put the phone away and just talk exactly. about the best part is you get to talk about yourself for an hour and not feel guilty in one, in one 100%. way or another. It's totally the story is you and you get to describe it any way you want. And we're, our job is just to kind of help guide it through the way we see a lot of the interviews going. Right. And it's a conversation. And I always, I got to train my mind not to say interview because it's straight up a conversation. Yeah. And
2: an, another going back to just, it all keeps going back to content, but like going back to how, how many different platforms you guys put content on. It's like, if I want to sit down and watch a YouTube video of the back pocket, I can do that. Or if I'm going for a run, like I just put you guys in my ears and just go for a run. Like it's so easy to be able to just listen. And I think, it, yeah, you just gotta do it. I didn't any, think about that. Any yeah. of
1: those uh, stand out to you? Like any podcast, any back pocket podcast that you're like, ah, these oh, ones really hit home. That's
0: a good question. Think of it from the lens of your your boys or whoever is listening to this for first time, and they're yeah. having like the time of their lives. Yeah, okay. and they need the next one to listen to. Right. Who? Where, where are you gonna
1: send them?
2: Okay. I liked the uh really like the the I forget his name but The Sweaty Nomad.
1: Right on. JC Level. JC Season 3 episode 2.
2: Yep. Yep. Loved him and then uh I think his name's Shad. Shad Ireland. Shad uh,
1: Ireland.
0: Season 2 episode 6.
2: Those I I love those two podcasts. Um, right on.
0: Have you listened to them like multiple times like if you like i the haven't pot- okay i haven't joey puck has joey yeah weird flex on joey's end for listening to david Meltzer a couple <laughs> hell times. hell yeah j man yeah. yeah hell yeah J-Man. it's his dojo dude <laughs> it's his
1: dojo he sat um on the front of this chair like just yeah it absolutely it just it eating the mic engaged core tight oh man you know when it. you
0: know like especially for andrew and i we're like andrew will go crisscross and all like yep. fucking manspread but <laughs> um when someone comes and sits down yep. like this. Mm-hmm. Austin yokum Jesse Addo, yep. Mark Amick, Mark Amick, and Joey Puck. <laughs> Absolutely uh, ready. And and like a lot of the times, like people sit down and they're like super uncomfortable because they don't know how the mic works, right. and they're like, How does this work? And we're like, just sit down comfortably like you normally would and, and move the mic towards you. Like in front of your face. You're yeah. crushing it. But like the ones who just like op they're like, no, 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 I'm comfortable. I'm ready. To, I'm like ready. Yeah, neck go. extending into the mic. yeah, go. It's like okay, <laughs> this is gonna be a this is gonna be a breeze. It's a breeze. It's freaking it. awesome, man.
1: Absolutely. Love and this it. has been a breeze because we love talking to you, Jordy. Love talking um, to you and guys. We've been asking you a ton of questions. We love to give you the opportunity to ask us a question. So, do you have any questions for us?
2: I do. Okay, who who is oh, the one guest you have tried the hardest to get who hasn't come on the podcast yet? Oh jeez! If you had to say,
1: it's Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I mean the
2: the like we are always just like shooting him love. Okay, follow up question then how how have you been like reaching out to him? I guess I'm just totally curious.
0: Um, what I do is because I listen to so many of his podcasts, I will, I mean I honestly just DM him anytime Mm -hmm. where I hear something where I could provide some value. Yeah. So like his Elon Musk podcast, they talked about. Um, watches and they were trying to get to something that i knew exactly about of like the gears within a watch yeah and i literally sent him like a paragraph and the link to the, like a wikipedia link to like what they were talking about and be like hey this is what it is
1: so i've done that a few times we sent him a, a christmas card and a thank you note um, just <laughs> for like helping yes. inspire us and stuff like that and that stuff's huge we mm-hmm. just bought
0: his tickets to uh his show september 14th no way yeah mm-hmm. so that's awesome the journey starts now right though the journey's already started but it's continuing Keeps on going
1: mm-hmm. exactly and then there's guys in our backyard uh guys and gals in our backyard like um cheryl straight cheryl Strait is one uh, yep. who's the mm. author of wild um and then that movie got turned in or that book got turned into a movie with reese witherspoon and oh, okay got nominated gotcha. she went to st thomas really
0: so she her senior year she uh her mom died and her like fiance or to be fiance, I forget that story every time. But yeah, um, they ended things, and then so she's in like this horrible situation. Didn't know what she wanted to do with her life. She went to uh, hike the Pacific Crest Trail, and do you know what that is? I don't. It's the trail in California that's about a six month hike, I think, and it starts in Southern California and you hike all the way to Northern California. Oh dear lord! And so she did it. I think you go all the way through Canada. Oh, you, all you the hit, way. Yeah, you no, know, you no, hit yeah Oregon, goes, you hit Washington. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you go all the way to uh, uh, the wow. Pacific Crest. And so she did that and then wrote a book on it. That book
1: became wow. a, a, one of the biggest movies. She's like a huge keynote speaker and mm-hmm. like, yeah. everything. Stanley who uh, started that the radio. Yeah. Um, he's uh, His wife is a St. Thomas grad. So we're trying to like <clears throat> eat that network that we have yeah. and we can tap into and just continue to have people that will lead to... Those exactly. those pinnacle guests. That's huge. One another one would be uh Dan Butner. Dan Butner, yeah, the blue zones. The blue zones. He's got a house right here on the Lake of the Isles with okay. the uh the chessboard. I don't know if you've ran past it or uh-huh. seen it. We've we've taken it we did a photo shoot out in front of it just yeah. to like plug it and he commented and
0: I sh- recognize that place. Yes. That's what he said.
1: <laughs> but he uh so when he
0: graduated, he uh was one of the first guys to ride his bike in every 50 all 50 states and then now he does this thing called the blue zones which is this um book and mindset that is attacking longevity in your life so things that you little things that you can do in a day-to-day whether it's your nutrition your mindset your just different things and he'll go around the country and the world honestly and interview these old people who are like 100 years old or However, and, like, he studies these people and understands, like, why are they alive and thriving at this age? And he unpacks it, and then he uses that as, like, the fuel source for this whole Blue Zones thing.
2: That's awesome. And Mm
0: -hmm. so, yeah, we have his book and you know
1: we've been hitting them up when did they say w- both cheryl stray and dan Butner said august august of 2019 oh really yeah. they said just reach back out and with come august 1 at midnight you're gonna We're see an email out. in your d in your uh, inbox in your inbox so that's mm-hmm. amazing there's a good chance
0: we'll get that hopefully we get them both on at For some sure. point that yep. those would be awesome grass but uh Man, yeah. there's a lot more there's so We're many gonna, yeah. it's yeah, it just goes on they forever hole
1: uh, but thanks for that question. Yeah. Uh, and I hope our listeners hear that and know that we're out there challenging ourselves. That's right. Uh, so that's what it's all about. It's important. But that comes... Do you have any final questions? I'm good. This comes to our last question, George. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation? Heck
2: yeah. <laughs> ring, ring, man. Ring, magazine. ring, ding, ding. Um, so we kind of already touched on it, but I learned how awesome this type of platform for sharing is because if you were to go say we just went out to lunch and like chatted like I would I would never just I guess spill my story and just talk all about me or mostly about me but like having this you know platformer escape for some people and just being able to hear the story is so freaking awesome And that's, I mean, that's what draws me to this podcast is just hearing average people tell their average to awesome stories. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. I think it's awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah. There are a lot of people that we have on that we don't really realize that are naturally an introverted person and share that same thing that you mentioned right from the get go. They have a little bit of anxiety with public speaking and sharing their own story. They don't have a lot of confidence in just talking about themselves. They're givers, natural givers. And Every single time we have those people on, those are the ones that seem to be the most rewarding because they walk out and they're like, guys, thank you. Just thank you for letting me just talk and share my story. And like the hair standing up on my arms, I just get so much goosebumps. I just I
2: love these experiences. You nailed it to a T. I'm probably as introverted as I come. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, being able to just share this because the only people I've shared it with is my family and, you know, my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So
0: that's like that's so cool that that's like what we get to do like we get that we get to be a part of that right right and it's as so it's as simple as having that conversation right and it's you know great that we have no distractions but it's awesome like that you have the confidence and that you like truly believe in what you've accomplished and what you've done and you're and you're willing to admit and wear your failures and know that that's just a part of your that's just a blip in the radar that's just 30 seconds of a podcast right right and that's just gonna elevate you to the next thing exactly so it's like why i love doing this man it's honestly one of my favorite things is just being able to have these kind of conversations on a friday night
1: heck yeah best way to do it man let's have a great weekend absolutely Absolutely. thank you so much thank you guys i appreciate it Dry right where I meant to from the start. It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in. And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes. Always acting like you ain't got the time. I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside. But ooh, you got a reason to sing. And woo, you're finally sunny and ooh, you should go back to the start Cause you can't
0: hold on to